hello, hello, everyone. I am so grateful you are here with me today. And if you hear a little extra excitement in my voice, it's because today is my 100th podcast episode. It is so hard for me to believe and so exciting. And I am thrilled that you are here listening with me today. So whether you have been on this journey with me since day one, which was February of 2020, or if you are brand new to the podcast, I am thrilled that you are on this journey with me and that we are here together. So my po- my goal for the podcast has always been to have real conversations about leadership on every level. Leadership at work, leadership at home, leadership in our communities, as well as how are we leading ourselves internally? How are we managing those internal voices inside of ourselves? And the other thing that's really important to me about this podcast and the way I formatted the podcast is I want you every week taking the insights that you gain from this podcast and putting them into action. That is where the rubber meets the road. That is where real change happens. So if you have been doing that, good for you. Celebrate yourself. Pat yourself on the back. It is the reason why I come back week after week and I'm here with you. And I have to tell you, I have a special shout out to my dear friend, Steve Rash. It's so interesting because this podcast is really about women, for women, and I have the most loyal listener. He texts me almost every week and tells me some insight that he got from the podcast and something he's doing differently because of it. And he has been doing this literally from day one. So Steve, I am so grateful for you. I'm giving you a big shout out because there have been some weeks where I really didn't feel like showing up and you were always in the back of my mind saying, what would Steve say? So thank you, Steve. I appreciate you being on this journey with me. But I have appreciated so many of your reviews, your feedback, reaching out to me, letting me know that you listened to the podcast, letting me know what you took from it and how you have implemented things into your life. So I am here really celebrating with you because while it is a great celebration that I'm celebrating, that I'm here, I did it, um, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. So thank you. I'm sending you a great big thank you. So here we are at 100 episodes. And what I can tell you from doing 100 podcast episodes is I have had the privilege of speaking to so many wonderful, insightful, amazing guests. I've done solo episodes and I've also interviewed real coaching clients to share their stories about their successes Um, and what coaching has done for them, both in my one-on-one coaching program 
um, as well as in the Women Leading Powerfully program. So it really has been such a culmination of creativity and insight. And I have learned so much along the way. Every time I have a guest on or a client on, I learn something new. And because I'm such an insatiable learner and it's part of what really fills my soul, this journey has been so amazing because of that, because I've gotten the privilege to to really learn from others along the way. And here's what I know, that all of my listeners are super busy. You are trying to manage so much on your plate. And so today, what I thought I would do is I would break down the 13 biggest insights that I have had through having the podcast for two years, for coaching hundreds of women at this point, and from having amazing guests on the podcast. So I've really distilled it down to 13 insights. And the reason why I chose 13 is because 13 is my favorite number. And it just so happens that the 13 insights really do provide a summary and they embody the biggest insights that I've been able to pull out of the last two years of my coaching practice doing this podcast. So if you're ready to dive in with me, let's do this. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. So before we dive into the first insight, What I want to share is that after each insight, I'm going to be asking you a question that will enable you or empower you to take action based on the insight that I share. Again, I'm all about turning insights into action. So this is going to be your opportunity to do that based on these big insights I've had over the last two years that are a culmination of all of the guests and all of the solo episodes and all of the coaching clients that I have had the privilege to be with during this last two years. So the other thing is, is I promised you in the beginning that we would be sitting here having real conversations. And that is exactly what you're going to get today. I'm giving you the honest, the authentic, the real, not just the highlight real, because it's important. And you'll see one of the insights is around having honest communication. And so I promised you that from the beginning, and I promise you that today. So the first insight that I have had is from feedback I've gotten from people who have listened to the podcast, as well as my one-on-one coaching clients, and especially the women in our 12-week Women Leading Powerfully program. 
And that is when we start sharing some of our struggles and our challenges and we get acknowledged, especially in a group, there is this light bulb moment where we realize that we are not the only one that is struggling with this particular challenge. So this is such an important insight because I think so many of us walk around thinking that we are the only one that feels this way. And again, whether it's your fears about taking action on something, maybe writing that book that you've always wanted to write, maybe doing the TED Talk that you've always dreamed about, maybe asking your boss for a promotion or a raise, whether it's facing a fear of of doing something you've just never done before, maybe it's leaving a relationship, or maybe it's imposter syndrome, feeling like you have made it and you have been successful and that maybe you just don't deserve to be there and someone is going to find out sooner or later that you really don't know what you're doing. Or maybe you're trying to lead remotely and you've never done it before and you're struggling and it's challenging for you as a leader. Maybe you're learning how to set boundaries for yourself. Maybe you're trying to stay healthy and get fit. Or maybe you're feeling uncomfortable with difficult conversations or trying to stay motivated or maybe you're trying to build new habits. The bottom line is you're, you're having a challenge of some sort with one of these areas and typically you think that you're the only one. And what I would say is it especially happens with imposter syndrome. People sit and think, oh my gosh, people are going to find out that I'm really not qualified to be here and no one else I know feels this way. But that is just not true. And when, when women are able in our groups to share what their challenges are and what their struggles are, and all of a sudden they get acknowledgement and validation from other women in the group that say, oh my gosh, I'm struggling with the same thing. Like I said, there's this light bulb moment where people realize wow, I didn't realize I wasn't alone. And that insight in itself, if you take nothing away from the entire podcast, is so powerful because you are not alone. And I hope through this podcast that you don't feel alone anymore with your challenges or your struggles. And I, I think about how sad it is in reality that we feel so alone with our fears with our insecurities, with our anxieties, with maybe our depression. And sometimes we also feel alone, especially as women, with our wins, with the excitement about our achievements and things that we've accomplished for ourselves because we don't want to brag. And when you can find a safe space, whether it be a group coaching program like our Women Leading Powerfully program or an intimate conversation with a leadership coach like myself or another coach or a friend or your spouse, when you can find that safe space to truly and authentically and honestly share your deepest challenges, your deepest fears, as well as your biggest aspirations 
and your wins and the excitement about those wins and achievements along the way, that is so powerful and so beautiful. And what I'll tell you is being a coach on that journey with people and getting to experience that with them is the ultimate privilege of what I get to do every day. So number one is you are not alone in your challenges and you're not alone in your wins either. So my question to you after the first insight is, where is that safe space for you to completely share and honestly share your challenges as well as your biggest wins? And if you don't have that safe space now, I really invite you to think about how you can start to intentionally create that space for yourself with someone in your life or by hiring a coach. All right, we're on to insight number two. Oftentimes, we think that people are just born leaders. But my insight here is that leadership is a learned skill. And unfortunately, we often have examples that we're given that don't reflect who we are as leaders. And what I've learned through talking to many guests on my show is anyone can learn to be a leader. What's important is that you embrace your authentic leadership. If you have an extroverted boss and you happen to be an introvert, and you are looking at your boss trying to emulate what they're doing, it's not going to work. You need to find out how you can make your introversion work for you and your team. And how do you bring your most authentic self to work? How do you bring your biggest strengths to work? Because the truth is, your strengths might be different from your boss's. And how do you really highlight your authentic strengths? So that is insight number two. So here is my question with regard to insight number two. So knowing that leadership is a learned skill, what are you actively doing to continue to uplevel your leadership skills? We are in a world that is changing so rapidly, and it is imperative that you continue to uplevel your leadership skills. So there are so many ways to uplevel your leadership skills. It could be through books. It could be through a podcast like this one. It can be through LinkedIn learning. It can be through a leadership program that maybe you asked to be included in at work. It could be through industry organizations. There's so many ways for you to up-level your leadership skills. Um, It can also be through our Women Leading Powerfully 12-week program or by getting that really customized experience of having one-on-one coaching That is addressing your unique challenges and your big goals and your big dreams. All right, we are on to insight number three. Insight number three is that COVID has been a great awakening for many of us. It has given us a powerful pause to reflect and to reevaluate what is truly important to us. And... What I've noticed through all the women that have come through our program, all the women that I coach through Chief, and all of the women and men that I coach in my one-on-one practice is people have used COVID 
to get really in touch with what their core values are. Because for a number of reasons, maybe they were in a career trajectory that just kept them going on a certain path, but they were getting further and further away from their core values and what was truly important to them. Or maybe they were just doing what they really wanted to be doing, but the culture wasn't the right fit. Maybe it wasn't the right work-life balance. And COVID became this powerful pause. And people got really clear on doing what was important to them because they realized that life can be short. People were getting sick. People have died. Life is short. And it has been a reevaluation of our own individual lives and making sure that we are being intentional about living a life that is purposeful, meaningful, and fulfilled. And people are really reprioritizing happiness. So my question to you with regard to COVID being a great awakening is, what have you taken from COVID? What has the experience over the last two, now we're entering into three years, what has it taught you? What has it made you think about that you want to let go of? And what do you want to keep moving forward? All right. Now on to number four. Don't be afraid to fail. I've had so many podcast episodes on failure and our fear of failure. And the reality is we have an opportunity, and I invite you to do this. We have an opportunity to reframe failure into a learning experience. I guarantee you that if you look back on your life, the moments you learned the most were the moments that you, quote unquote, would consider a failure. But why not just look at those as learning opportunities? I promise you that when you look back at those moments, you probably ended up in a better place. You kind of look back in hindsight saying, oh, all of that happened for a reason. Now it all makes sense. And we get so concerned with controlling the journey right now and taking risks. And we become really risk averse because we are afraid to fail. So my question to you around this is, what would happen if you would just let go? And what would happen if you know that you are going to have a learning experience, aka a failure, and not care that it's a failure? What if you can let go and just say, I am open to all of the learning experiences the future holds for me? How powerful is that? Here we go. Number five. We are generally uncomfortable having difficult conversations in all areas of our lives, whether it's having a difficult conversation asking for a raise at work, whether it's having a difficult conversation with our teenagers, with our spouse, with a friend, with a coworker or a colleague or a client. We are generally uncomfortable having difficult conversations. And part of the reason, specifically as women, is we are so afraid of hurting people's feelings. 
So we often don't speak up. And what happens is those little conversations that should have happened along the way end up into big conversations, both internally for us and externally to whomever we weren't having the smaller conversations with along the way. So I invite you to think about this insight and think about who you need to have a conversation with this week. And I invite you to have that conversation. As uncomfortable as it might be, have the conversation. Because conversations left unhad and unsaid, I guarantee you are worse than actually having the conversation. And if we approach difficult conversations from a place of curiosity and asking powerful questions, more often than not, they're really not that difficult. So where can you have that conversation? Number six, we get caught up in the comparison game. We are so worried about what other people are doing. Other people are getting promoted faster. Other people are running, you know, 5Ks or full marathons. Other people are working for better companies. They might have a better social life. Of course, we're all seeing the highlight reels on social media, but other people are traveling to better places. People have more kids than I do. People don't have kids. You know, the list goes on and on. People are skinnier. People are heavier, curvier than me. Whatever it may be for you, we get so caught up in the comparison game. There is no one like you, no one with your story, no one with your unique traits, no one with your values, no one living your life, your unique and authentic life. And so why do we get so caught up in the comparison game? And so my question here for this insight is I invite you to think about where do you get caught up in the comparison game with other people? Are you comparing yourself to other leaders in your organization? And how can you intentionally pause that and think about what's important to you? I know I've shared this on the podcast before. You know, I, I did have some comparisons when I was in corporate because other people were getting promoted faster. But the reality is I was choosing that. I was choosing that because my core values were family and other people were making different decisions because family wasn't as important to them and they were okay being on the road 99% of the time. I wasn't okay with that. But I would find myself getting in the comparison game until I would sit and really have an intentional conversation with myself. So where do you need to have that conversation with yourself around what's important to you, why it's important, and why your story and your book and your chapters don't look like someone else's? All right. We're on to number seven. This is a biggie. I've talked about it so many times on the podcast, both with guests, and it was actually my last episode with Lori Tab, my business partner, episode 99. We talked about the inner critic. This inner critic, this inner saboteur, it tries to keep us safe, but it is that voice that gets really loud, especially when we are moving towards growth, when we're about to take a big leap, that critic or that saboteur voice gets really loud and it can paralyze us from moving forward. But there 
is another option, and it's listening to the sage voice that we all have inside of us. We all have a voice that unconditionally loves us and doesn't speak to us like the saboteur voice does. So my question to you here is, where is that saboteur voice showing up for you? And where is there an opportunity for you to turn down that voice and turn up your sage voice? So I invite you to think about that one because that one's a biggie. Number eight, this is also a biggie because I see it affecting a lot of my clients. And number eight is we need to enjoy the journey. I coach high achieving professionals, both men and women, mostly women, but I do coach men as well. And what I see in particular with women is we set high aspirations, high goals for ourselves. And we get there. And I would say the majority of the time, we just plow right by the the end, the end goal of that goal and the finish line. And we don't even stop. We literally just keep running on the hamster wheel. And we wonder why we're burned out and exhausted and tired. And we're not really happy and not feeling fulfilled. It's because we are not enjoying the journey. We are so focused on the end goal, but we're not even celebrating the end goal when we get there. So I invite you to think about, my question here is, how can you create space for yourself to intentionally enjoy the journey on the way to your goal? Because the truth is, that is what creates long-lasting happiness and fulfillment. All right. Insight number nine, there is power in community. This I learned kind of by accident. When Lori and I created the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab, it was in the middle of COVID. Everyone was on lockdown. And we created this group coaching program for women. And we knew that the individuals would would gain insights from the program individually But what we didn't anticipate, and we've talked about this in our episode that we did together, was we didn't anticipate the power of community. And it's one of the reasons why Lori and I love group coaching. And we are now doing it in organizations with co-ed groups because there is so much power in community, in community sharing, in building the community connection Again, going back to my number one insight that I started off this episode with of letting people know that they aren't alone in their challenges and their struggles. And I think so often in corporate, we don't give each other space, whether on our teams, whether as leaders, we don't give ourselves space to really connect and to talk about the challenges and to talk about the successes and to celebrate each other and to role play. And these are all the, the wonderful things that come up in a group coaching program. And there is tremendous power in this community, in the community that is created in a safe space where people can authentically share. I, I've seen it over and over again, people achieving goals that they never thought possible, people taking risks that they would have never envisioned because they have this power of community behind them and they have accountability that comes with that community. And when someone is keeping you accountable to your goals, you are 97% 
more likely to hit that goal. So there is tremendous power in community. So I invite you to think about where are you in community, whether it's at work, uh, maybe you're in a leadership circle, maybe it's through in your community, maybe it's at church, maybe it's with friends. You know, where are you in community where you're learning and growing with other people? So number 10, so many people think that I need to muster up confidence to take action. And one of the biggest insights that I've learned over having many guests on the podcast is that confidence, true confidence comes after the action. It comes after you are continually taking consistent action to move forward. And I'll give you my own example of this. It has to do with the podcast. <laughs> I I remember signing the contract with my podcast producer, Kim. And I think I was supposed to start December 1st of 2019. And I found a whole bunch of reasons why I couldn't start, which I actually thought were legitimate at the time. I didn't have the right equipment. I couldn't start. It was the holidays. And then I was going to start in January. But the reality was I was afraid. I was afraid to put myself out there. I was afraid I didn't know what I was doing. I had never done a podcast before. I didn't know what I was going to sound like. I didn't know what people were going to think. I had all of the fears that you could imagine come, you know, come with putting yourself out there. So I dragged my feet and I procrastinated until Kim lovingly said, look, you either need to start the podcast or I'm going to charge you for the month. And that got my butt in gear. I recorded my first podcast episode. I was terrified and I put it out into the world. And you know what? I kept putting it out into the world. And now here I am at 100 episodes. And I look back at the first episodes that I did. And yeah, do I look back and say there were learning opportunities for me? Absolutely. But the confidence in me becoming a podcaster was that I continued to show up week after week after week doing it after now I'm at 100 episodes. And so many times we put so much pressure on ourselves that we have to be perfect right out of the gate. We get into a new role at work. We get into maybe a new hobby and we think that we have to be an expert right away. But that confidence comes after we take consistent action. So my question to you is, what have you been holding back on or dragging your feet like me or procrastinating on? That's really important to you that you should you should do because it's a good action. And you know that that action will bring you confidence. What is that thing? And I invite you, I implore you to just do it. All right. Insight number 11. I think that women especially have an opportunity to play bigger. We have an opportunity to advocate for ourselves more. We have an opportunity to ask for more because we damn well deserve it. And I see women holding back because of fear, and it gets in our way. We pause. We don't act quick enough. And we have an opportunity to just play bigger. All the women I know that are successful in business, they use their influence for impact. 
So I invite you to think about where can you play bigger and where might you playing bigger have an influence on other people that will have an impact. I guarantee you there's one area of your life you can think about where you can make that happen. So go do it and let me know how it goes. Number 12, I've talked about this on the podcast, on the five regrets of the dying. And my insight here is don't live with regrets. What I've learned from all the people I've had on the show, from people I've spoken to, my husband's a therapist, and he's helped people actually prepare for end of life. And they never talk about the things that they did They talk about the things that they didn't do, that they didn't get an opportunity to do. Maybe things that they were afraid to do. Don't live with regrets. Book the vacation before it's too late. Have some fun. Ask for the board role. Go for the leadership job. Go for the job that scares the shit out of you. Do it. Tell the person that means everything to you that they mean everything to you. Don't live with regrets. So my question to you here is, what is something that you know you'll regret when you're 90, sitting in your rocking chair, thinking about your life? What is that one thing that's really important to you that you know you should be doing now, or at least moving forward towards now? And I implore you to take one step, just one small step in that direction this week. So think about that and plan your action. And number 13, my favorite number, my insight here is that women do not celebrate enough. I am calling this the celebration episode because I'm taking my own advice here. And what happens is we live by our to-do list and then we don't celebrate that we got three quarters of it done by the end of the day, but we beat ourselves up that we missed out on the last 25% of the list. We set big goals for ourselves and then we reach them and we might, maybe, probably not, but we might pause for a second to acknowledge ourselves or to share it with someone else. But most likely, as I mentioned earlier, we just keep right on going. And we continue on the hamster wheel without stopping to honor not only what we did, but who we became on the journey of achieving that goal. I was sharing this concept of celebration with one of my coaching clients recently who happens to be single. And I was so proud of her because she had a huge success at work. And I was so happy when I asked her how she was going to celebrate. And what she did is she texted me to tell me that she had gone to the store, she had bought herself a nice dinner, and she bought herself a split of champagne, and she celebrated herself and toasted herself that night for what she had accomplished. I was absolutely thrilled for her. And this is what we need to be doing all the time. We need to be pausing. We need to be honoring ourselves and honoring the successes like I said, of what we did, but who we are and who we learned to be along the way. So I invite you to think about how you are going to celebrate something that you have done or some way that you showed up this week. How are you going to celebrate that? So I'm going to make you the promise that I'm going to be celebrating my 100th episode 
and this victory for myself. And I'm going to be going out to dinner with my husband and we are going to be getting a, a fancy cocktail and I'm going to be celebrating that we have done this together. So thank you again for being here with me on this journey. I am so, so grateful. The podcast has over 12,300 downloads and we are in 20 countries. I am thrilled beyond belief and I hope that you will continue on this journey with me. Thank you so much and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Thank you.